going on? You're watching Eats, Beats, and Rhymes. I'm your host, Yo Jules DJ. Welcome back to another episode of You. Oh, excuse me, Who Do You Got? We got the guys in the room once again. All the right, guys, make some noise. So we take two of your favorite hip hop giants or records or personalities or whatever, put them in a, in a round for round kind of basis to answer the overall question, who do you got going around the room real quick. But before we do that, we're gonna talk about the subject matter tonight. The subject, tonight's subject matter is a little controversial. We're talking about the same artists from both topics. We decided to take a, 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 a look into the, the Nas catalog. We're talking about two albums tonight. We're talking about Two legendary joints right here. We Ooh, look at that. Ooh, yeah, the vinyl. Ooh, <laughs> looks clean. Versus. <laughs> okay, okay. There's a lot of controversy online, at least about this. A lot of hip hop forums discussing it. Again, we 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 know what, what what this brought to the table, but a lot of people are quietly saying this is actually a little better than this. And That's we what I heard today. That's okay. what I heard today. Going around the room real quick. Yeah, follow us. We, you know, we, we do this every Monday night live on Twitch, Speaks and Rhymes. Again, uh, you know, follow us every Monday night, 8 p.m. on YouTube, on Instagram, on Twitch. Going around the room first, we're going to start out down in Virginia. My man, DJ Hobo, what's going on, sir? How are you tonight? What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? Shout out to my Wahoos going to the College World Series. Hobo, real quick off the bat, you, you heard, you heard we, we're going to get deep into it, but off the yeah. bat, not to those guys. What are you, who are you talking about? Who do you got? Man, I, this is really difficult because I am a very big fan. <laughs> Give me I choose. I just got to choose off rip. Later, you can defend later which ones, you know. <laughs> but right now, give me an answer. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go, it was written. Fair enough. Again, a lot of people say that as well. Okay. We have DJ Hobo putting it down for it was written. Going across, excuse me, up, 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 up the map a little bit. We're going to start out with me and DJ Scandalous, DJ Scantastic, Baba Mitty. How are you, sir? How you doing tonight? Peace. Claro que yes. What's going on, man? How you doing, man? Everything good? All right, all right, all right. What's good? The question, let's not hold back. Let's get right into it. Oh, man. Man. Who do you got? <laughs> man, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be, I want to say it was written, but I'm going to go with Illmatic, just, just for nostalgia. Oh, yeah. Just for nostalgia. We, we can jump, we can get into it. We can get into Nobody it. Nobody is questioning why you did that or, or what strategy you come up with tonight. It's automatic. We, we understand what it is. Uh, keeping it clean, my man, Triple C in the building. What's, what's up? What's up? <clears throat> Again, yeah. we're keeping it Queens. We're talking about a Queens legend. You know, what's going on? Illmatic versus It Was Written. Who do you got? I'm going with the Genesis. Yeah. Going with the Genesis? Mm -hmm. Illmatic. 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 I already knew it. I knew it. Okay. <laughs> keeping it Queens still, but moving over to the left coast, the, what some would call the best coast. I don't know. We'll see. But keeping it East Coast tonight, my man Cool Breeze. You heard the subject matter. You know who we're talking about. You know which albums we're talking about. Who do you got, bro? I'm gonna go with Illmatic. Illmatic, there you go. So it's it's not that split down that evenly down the line tonight. We're looking at sort of a uh, uh, a, 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 a leaning more on the Illmatic side than it was it was written. But in in, in I don't know if I can say in its defense, but long story short, I mean, the reason we kind of picked this topic tonight is because there's a there's a big debate. You know, well, there was, there's discussions on the internet yeah. about this particular subject matter and how some people feel as as strongly as they do about Illmatic and um, and why they also feel as strongly as they do about it as it was written. Um, yeah. Only, only because we're going to start out, you know, we're, we're going to dive right into it again. These beats around when you got it was written versus Illmatic. That's what we're talking about tonight, which was the better overall album. 
again, totally debatable. But only because um, uh, just just based on the uh, the amount of people that picked Illmatic tonight. Let's start with DJ Hobo. Hobo, what made you pick it was written? Um, just based on the fact that you know again you're you're, you're kind of alone in this particular one. Man, I, I feel like as good as as good as Illmatic was, as good as it was, is is. Um, I just feel like it was written. I think I feel like it changed the way people started rhyming, for better or for worse. Okay. But I feel like it changed the way people started rhyming. I feel like there was a little more of the hmm, glamorized mafioso type gangsterism after it was written. Okay. Like it was before it was gritty, right? You know. Tim, Tim, forty blows and Tims and, and, and Carhartts, and but then I feel like after it was written, it became a little more Bob Ross-ish with the glamorization of of the violence, the gun bars, if you will. Right, right. We're very familiar with the gun bar. Well, I mean, I mean, that, that's why I wanted you to have you know sort of like, <clears throat> first. Again, the discussion out there is, um, you know. It, it, Illmatic versus it was written sort of controversy if you will but you know we, we can dive into the automatics of why we think Illmatic you know sort of holds that weight at that crown for example in this room tonight uh but let's you know let's you know get the opinion of somebody in the room you know I'm assuming triple c why why do you feel that you know why were you, why were you so quick as usual with a quick answer why yeah. did you feel so quick to the Illmatic <laughs> out there uh, uh, uh Illmatic was history you just had, had good memories of it okay. good memory blasting it um, but you didn't have good memories, so, so life wasn't as popping during it was written. So. No, I'm saying. <laughs> no, well, 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 let's talk about the yes for a second. We're, we're talking about spring of '94. Yeah, Edison Day. Edison Day. Yeah. And you're talking about the summer of '96 for it was written. Mm-hmm. Where a lot of stuff happened in '96 in terms of albums as well. Indeed. Mm-hmm. So, so. We, 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 we know the nostalgia Elmatic has. I feel you, Triple C. I mean, uh, it's history for everybody at the end of Especially if you were able to, to live through that era, right? Because you could be a youngster today and still be a huge fan of Elmatic and weren't even alive during it, right? Um, but back to what Hobo said, you, you have a situation here where you have a young kid, right? You have a kid who, who, who at the time, if it was in drops, is 23 years old, which means he's reporting about 21, 22 years old at this point. You know, mm-hmm. second album, and and he hits a classic, instant classic, off the bat with with Illmatic, you know, right? How do how do I duplicate this this gem, right? How, what what do I do to top what has today become, you know, a definite chapter of the hip hop books and archives, right? Illmatic, that's a whole chapter. Um. What does he? What does he do? What does any 21, 22 year old do at that point, right? Oh, you, 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 you were broke your whole life. The, the first album is about you know you, you're 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 still living at home. You're 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 still broke. You know what I'm saying? I mean, Illmatic is 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 that, that you know striving to get somewhere. Whereas it was written, things are a little bit better now. They're getting better, right? Yeah. When you broke, when you broke, the music sound better. Okay. <laughs> the music sound. <laughs> Uh, you said it. You, uh, Hobo said it. He said, um, you know, when he came into, um, it was written, 
edges getting fancier. So. Well, there you go. I mean, that's, that's where I'm going with it. So you, you have a 21, 22, 23-year-old who's now a millionaire. And, and went from chicken in 40s to chicken in champagne. Well, there you go. So, but it's also <laughs> always chicken, though. Your timing, I think you know. You, let's let's not forget this is still a puff, you know, puff daddy era at, at the same time going on in the back. And, and and there was the divide that was slowly becoming, you know, sort of apparent in, in hip hop at that point of like, you know, you either like that or this in hip hop. Again, the divide that some they made. We don't know who they are, but they made they made this divide, right? Um, people could balance that act. Biggie was good at balancing mm-hmm. that act, you know, down to the singles, you know, juicy and I believe, but like. Mm-hmm. People were good. Nas had to. Nas didn't get to do that. Nas off the back gave us more unbelievable, but unbelievable. His versions of unbelievable, right? And just in metaphors, was huge. Um, again, in a, in, a, in a hindsight, because we got to remember, Illmatic didn't do well when it first came out. Right, right. It, it took over a year for it to go platinum. Um, it took no, 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 no. Forgive me. It took over seven years. Yeah, I'm about to say, I was well, say it's longer than that. Yeah. 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 It took seven years for that album to go platinum? Yeah. In 2001. Wow. It was written, came That's out, crazy. did 280,000 the first week. And in its first year, it sold 2 million records in its first year. Um, to, date, to date, it is the Nas's uh, biggest selling album. That's a fact. It is in fact his best-selling album to date. So we could talk about mm-hmm. Addicts and, and, and mm-hmm. you know, Hip Hop Is Dead and, and all these, you know, all these other ones down the line. You know, Streets Disciple, but mm-hmm. his best. So again, the argument of you know, what what are we doing here, right? Why mm-hmm. what, what are these two albums so special from the same guy? Um, mm-hmm. and this split again, this imaginary split again of like this. He's getting too commercial. You know, um, we liked him like this, which is, I guess, what we call underground, what we call hip hop. Right, right, right. I mean, how do you feel about that scam? I mean, what do you feel about that? What, what, did you feel like when, when, I guess our first introduction to, to It Was Written was, um, I mean, if you were mixtape heavy, you were paying attention to the mixes, but they didn't really give right. you what the album, excuse me, single, I guess, by Rule the World was the first indication of like, oh, you got a girl on here? And, right. Oh, it's Lauren, okay, but, okay. And then Dini and, and Curtis Blow. Okay. Like yeah. so, what did you think? Yeah, man. I mean, the the thing is, I think over, overall, even though I picked Nomadic, I think overall the better project would would be it was written, and that was basically off based off the consistency of those songs on the album. But what was your most important song you heard? Uh, if I rule the world, because I remember how I felt. Um, I, I thought. I thought it was. I thought it was. A, I thought it was a good. A good record. It was definitely different from, I from what we used to. I didn't. I didn't like it at first. I didn't like it at first. Yeah, it was sellout. Yeah. Well, I was. Getting, I was getting ready to say that, and something that you just also said too. I think also one of the things about it too is that Illmatic kind of has that that New York gritty underground backpack army jackets. That's that New York with that album. You know what I mean? Whereas it was written now. It's like okay. We got a little bit of money now. We could do a little bit more. We, we 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 can be a little bit of be a little bit more. Excuse me, flashier. And I think it was written because if you really sit back and we listen to, to it was written, it's pretty consistent as far as the production and as far as the songs. Yeah, it's consistent sure. overall. And the only difference is that 
with Illmatic, you had LES, P Rock, Large Bro, Q Tip. On it was written, you had Havoc and, and Primo and, and uh, Trackmaster. So it was a different, it was a different dynamic, but the consistency overall was still really good. And I, I just think it was basically when you're a dedicated, let's say, fan, so to speak, you're not used to. Again, we had this conversation a few episodes back where you're not used to your favorite artist being an artist and trying different things and trying new things. So I think that's another reason why it caught some of the, the backlash that it did too as well. Mm. Anybody else want to chime in? I mean, um... I feel like, I feel like with, with it was written, it was like, I wonder if people are mad because they feel like he peaked too early. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, Illmatic was dope. Is mm -hmm. dope. But I feel like, you know, it was written was like just obviously I, I chose it a step above mm -hmm. the production. The rhymes were were just as good, if not. Yeah, yeah, agree. And and I mean he had content, you know, say what you will, but you know, Black Girl Lost is a dope, dope song. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Power is incredible. Yeah, crazy. And, and you know, it was constant as well. And I think he just peaked so early mm -hmm. that people were like, man, it, it you know, because in, in, in full disclosure, some of the last, the latter albums, Save, Stillmatic, and the last one he just put out, King's Disease, were, mm -hmm. eh. mm -hmm. um, but I just feel like, man, Illmatic, I mean, uh, it was written was was complete. Not that Illmatic wasn't, but Illmatic was only nine songs. Right, like right. 30, 34 was, minutes or something like that. Yeah. Right. It was written is 14 songs. Yeah. Let's talk about, let's, so it's the, you know, Hobo mentioned something right there when, when we talked about uh, peaking maybe a little too early on myself, but we have to keep in mind mm -hmm. his age at this time. Like I said, he's, he's recording Illmatic two years prior. So that makes him probably like 16, 17, 18 years old by the time he's prepping what will become, right, Illmatic. Um, right. Yeah, that's frame of mind in that classic. And when you think about that classic coming from the brain of a 16, 17, 18 year old, right? Mm -hmm. 19, 20 year old, because um, he's 21 by the time it comes out, <coughs> excuse me. So you got him at 23, maybe 24. I think he's actually 23 by the time it was written comes out. I mean, can you imagine trying to take someone that serious as like the next Rock Kim right now? Someone saying like, yo, this next 21 year old, this guy's it. And you're like, get the fuck out of here. Like, like this, I see the 21 year old shit that comes out right now. I doubt this is the shit. And people probably say that about Nas at the time. So they weren't named and hyped on him. He surpasses that, right? Boom! It it, it 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 blows away everybody's expectations. It's like, what the fuck mm -hmm. is this? Instant classic. It was written, delivers as well, at least numbers wise. Mm -hmm. He's young. He's a fucking kid, <clears throat> and he's defining what Hobo said, like kind of like the sound of where hip hop and rap is supposed to be and sound like at the time, dominating the charts mm -hmm. at the same time. I mean, we're right. talking about oh, you got Biggie, Pac. These guys are still alive. Mm -hmm. um, uh, who, who else is is, is 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 in this circle at that time? It doesn't even matter. His maturity level is what I'm trying to say. Is, mm -hmm. is insane. So can we talk about where he's getting this insight? What what made us 
take a young fucking teenager on the first album so serious that guys like me and Scan skip out of school to go fucking get the album the day it comes out and and and, and anticipate the second album so big that it's like I need the next Illmatic in my life like um, what is it about this young ass kid that made that made us flip out like that especially these two particular Hobo I mean excuse me uh, you went Hobo uh, I want to say uh, Breeze like what, what are you thinking about like what you... I think um, <laughs> I believe it was uh, what was it Live at the Barbecue yeah right when right, right. that first drop you heard him I was like this dude's nasty man <laughs> and then it was like I, I think when you were rapping with other people that were already out and then you had people that were co-signing on it and then when you heard them it was like this dude's nice I want to hear more from him so then when the album came out I just think that and this is just from what I remember when the album came out like, this album is dope people got it but then I just think sometimes, especially in New York, it's very competitive. So it's like, no, well, this other artist is better than him, or this other artist is better than him. But then when he kept, when he had the album out, the album was a, it's a dope album, and you have people that was behind the album. It's sort of like how, like in the South, where an artist in the South puts out an album, and then everybody pushes the album and helps push the album, and then it gets its numbers. But as you said. Nas didn't really break big on this album until what seven years later. I didn't. I. I, I didn't think it was seven years. I, I would have well, thought. I mean, so here's the the, the irony of, of of just adding to your little statement right there and keep going. It took a, a full year later for the album to go gold. So so upon the the drop, which was anticipation, the numbers weren't there. But right. the legend started to begin a year after right. people going. Because again, they're still working this project. We got videos now. They're right. like. Right. The, the 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 buzz is insane you know what i'm saying so it's it's like mm -hmm. oh shit so people caught on and again back then oh, a cool down for hip-hop artists was big fucking deal like it was like good for you you're we but can then again we can re-up a second album but then again mm -hmm. the bootleggers the bootleggers heard them too i'm sure they heard a lot of people back then yeah, i yeah. heard it specifically affected i am i heard yeah mm -hmm. but the thing about it mm -hmm. is just to, to kind of wrap up my point. My you know, No, no, you good. Pe people knew who he was. People were getting behind him. But I just think sometimes when you, and I don't even remember every art, other artist that was out at that time, but you know, there were probably some comparisons and as a new guy coming into the scene, people were probably hate more Nas. You know, it's, it's nothing, it's nothing really new. But then as he kept putting out mixtapes and getting on other people's projects, Especially when he was doing songs with like the Woo and linking up with those cats and forging friendships. And then, you know, him and Biggie was cool as well too. And then and then people started clicking. Then his name started getting out more and people started gaining more interest. And they were like, you know what? I heard his first album was good. I'm gonna go get that first album. And that's why those numbers started going up because they slept, a lot, a lot of those people probably slept on him in the, in, in the uh, beginning when his first album dropped. And they were like, yo, I gotta get the first album because everybody kept talking about it. And when they listened to it, like, damn, how come I didn't get that album when it first dropped? That's what I think happened. Yeah. Again, the, the maturity level is is is, is the uh, one of the defining moments for me in terms of like both of these projects. Again, uh, I agree. I feel like I, not yeah. No, no, please. But I agree. I mean, I feel like 
it was it wasn't Illmatic wasn't basic but oh, well, you, are you the same age as Nas is it safe to say that you guys about the same age how old is Nas now he is I think 47 uh if that's the case then yes okay. uh so <laughs> you're, yeah, he's 47 yeah so, so my, 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 I mean, you're about to say make a statement, but it's, it's, oh, no, I thought him and not, I thought him and Jay Z was about the same age. Uh, so nah, Jay-Z Jay-Z Jay-Z's a little older, Jay Z, AARP, baby. I still have to say, like, you, you, you felt the same. He's, he's a little older than, than the rest of us, for example, but right. so for us to look up to somebody around the Omatic time, it's not that crazy to be like, oh, this older guy's about to be the shit. But you felt the same way as us, and being older, I'm assuming you felt the same way, like, oh, this guy not, you didn't look at it like this younger guy, right? He was like, this guy Nas is coming. He's about yeah, to be crazy. So it's like, but then when you start to analyze it, but damn, today, would you ever take someone younger again? Like, like, like if someone was telling you like, yo, this 21 year old, like this 20 year old is like the next rock him? Cause I'm sure that's what people were saying. Right. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Just, just, I just, mean, just like, my and then he and then he delivers, and then on album two, you you're waiting for like this. Okay, let's see how he fucked this up. Right, and he didn't. On what side of the fence you're on, he fucked it up. Because a lot of people feel like he did. A lot of people feel like he did, but I don't. That's, I mean, if any of you all feel that way, I, I would love to hear the the thought behind. You feel that way? And again, you're not alone. It's a very well spoken uh, topic uh on online again this is the beginning of nas i'm gonna tell i'm gonna tell you after hobo finish i'm gonna tell you why i think that is but yeah, hobo, finish your thing. I, just, I just don't i don't see how if you are a fan of mc and hip-hop if for him to do such a good work with illmatic i mean no i superlatives i can't say it enough but for him to match that, it, at, at the very least, he matched Illmatic with It Was Written. At the very least. So, <clears throat> I don't, for people to say that he sold out, the only reason I could think of that is because, okay, he had the song with Foxy, and he had the song, he, yeah, we had two songs with Foxy, one was with The Firm. Um, he had the song with Dre. So, like, is this, is, is, Working with Dre, does that equal selling out? Yeah. I think the sound that he was displaying at that time was right. completely the opposite of right. what right. right. specifically. Because um, it wasn't as dirty? It wasn't yeah. dirty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's funny yeah. that you mentioned that. Let's talk about the first man, really, the first man to rock a pink suit. Was Nas. Yeah. yeah. So, like, again, so people were like. But. Like, but so, his- remember, I, I'm one of them people too. It was kind of like, what the fuck? But his, but his, I wanted more like the intro of the message. Like, you know what I'm saying? At the beginning mm, yeah. of the rule the world, they gave you a little snippet of the message acapella. Mm. One life, one love, there can only be one king. It was like, what's that? But, his, but here's the thing I'm going to say too, man. And I think within the hip hop world, we get caught up in too much of the nonsense of what a rapper is supposed to look like and what a rapper is supposed to be. Because the thing is that we moved into the era of hoodies, Tim boots, fitted hats, cargo, whatever. But then rappers wear suits, ties, and you can still wear a suit and tie and wrap. But is it selling out when you change up your dress code or is it the sound? Because the thing is that you have rap and rock that have been 
they've been doing collabos before Nas was coming out, but nobody ever said they were selling out. Like Run DMC did a song uh, or a song with Aerosmith, Walk This Way. Yeah, and people, people thought they were selling out then. But, but at the end of the day, but, but okay, but if you look at rock music as a whole, who founded rock music? Black, Black people. So at the end of the day, it's like, how are you really selling out? Because we get caught up in the in this in this vision of what a rapper is supposed to look like, and at the same time, it's like, you know what? You're supposed to look like this. You can't do that. But music is universal. So that's just like saying if a, if a hip hop artist is putting out music and he's black, then okay, well, this is this for us. Then white people can't listen to this music. That's like saying the same thing. Or if we do this type of music, why is Eminem in the game? He can't be in the game because he's white. And and you can't look at it like that because there are artists that have done collabos with other people and it may have sounded kind of popish or whatever, but at the same time, if it had a pop beat and he's spitting some hot fire to it and people like it, I'm like, okay, well, it's 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 a collaboration. It's hip hop with pop. Now, I don't really think it takes away from the artist if it's good, but if it's black, people are like, oh, that's black. I have to listen to that. But if it was dope and it is something that can kind of carry over, I'm like, okay, cool. Like another example, and I'll, and I'll let everyone else continue. Look at what the guru did with uh, Jasmine Tags. He was right. rapping over mm-hmm. jazz music. Or was mm-hmm. he selling out? No, he was not selling out. It's just another way of putting out a different type of sound, but still doing it in a hip hop way and doing a collaboration to come up with something new. That's it. I think something real quick, I think something to, to Jules' point too, going back is that you're looking at a 16-year-old versus a 23-year-old to begin with. And when and when Nas came out, I remember seeing the EPK on Venus Box. They they literally built him to be the next coming of Rakim. Literally. Yes. And when Illmatic came out, remember again, kind of going back to what I said, it has this very edgy New York sound. If we mm-hmm. go back to a couple to, to something else I said a couple episodes back too, 95 was the pinnacle. So this is so this is again the the, the downside now of, of hip hop at its time. So I, I think that the fact this is Nas's second project, it's the pinnacle of when hip hop is changing. He's changing once again. He's trying something different as an artist. And I think people weren't really ready for the change so soon. Kind of going to what maybe Hobo was talking about, where even though the album is completely solid, they weren't necessarily, in my opinion. They weren't necessarily ready for the change of the second album. I think they were expecting more, like I gave you power tracks. You know what I mean? Not realizing like affirmative action is fire. The message is fire. You know what I mean? And I, I think a lot of people weren't weren't really ready, but they didn't understand too that if you're 23 years old, we were all 23 at some point. We weren't acting the same way we were acting at 16. We weren't doing the same things we were acting at 16. Mm-hmm. By the time we get a million dollars in your pocket. Right, and that's what I was going to say. You're going, you're going to clubs. You're going to clubs. You got girls now. You got money. You got cars. It's a different experience. It's a totally different experience now at this point. So in theory, you can't necessarily run the exact same way as your old album because you have new experiences now to talk about. Excuse me. Him going into the transition of Illmatic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I think Biggie is just insane. Mm-hmm. Biggie, Biggie like, had a, what you guys said from from a breeze to hobo to like like it, all of it like like he's given he managed to straddle the line pause of like I'm gonna keep you a little bit of Illmatic. Mm-hmm. I gave you power, um, the message, um, 
Live nigga rap. Shootouts. Shootouts is crazy. Shootouts is insane. Live nigga rap is crazy. What's, what's my joint? Um, joint that stretched it. Um, I know. He like that. I want it like that. Like that. You whack MCs. You whack MCs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the, only, the only joints I didn't like from it was written is the um, the one that Dre did that Nas is coming. I, yeah, that was a, to me that was sonically. I kind of agree. <laughs> that was weak. It didn't no, I say I say what he was painting is good, but it didn't go with yeah. the sonically. Sonically, sonically yeah. it didn't match. But, but it's Dr. Dre thing. Dreams. I wasn't feeling Street Dreams. I felt the remix more. Well, let me ask you. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna move on to the next you know portion of the show. But just just to kind of briefly go around the room real fast. Um, again, maturity levels we're talking about. The kid was insane for putting out the kind of shit he put out on Matic, and then the young man that put out it was written out of these two albums. Real quick around the room, which album showed I guess the most maturity in your opinion? Scam. We're gonna start with you. Definitely, it was written. Definitely, it was written. Yeah. That that's one of the things like I've always maintained is just when you're an artist or in any field. You're always, you always have to keep evolving and keep changing, or else you get stuck. And then when you get stuck, you kind of get pigeonholed, so to speak. So it's the reason why, like, like, I, like I've said before, like, in a loose comparison, but why you have a Madonna, why you have a Prince, why you have an MJ, and how they were able to last so long, because they have to keep evolving. You couldn't, you couldn't have uh, fucking Michael Jackson still doing something like he was in the '60s. He had to, he had to update. You know what I mean? And then at, at the end of his career, he was doing tracks with like uh, um, Flow Train, Jazzy Jeff, and those type of people. He, this, even a Jay Diller remix with, with Michael Jackson. Say again, you know what I mean? So I, I still have to say is that it was written definitely. Say it, say it again? You're breaking up a little bit. You say something about Jay Diller, what? Hello? Yo, you connect, Yo. buddy. No, it's Jay Diller, Michael Jackson remix. Breaking up, bro. Okay. Hear it? Yeah. What, what he was saying was that Dilla did a remix uh, with Michael Jackson, which is true. He did for which song? Yeah. Uh, 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 Every day, live your victory. Victory. Uh, it's a, I forgot. It's a remix. What? That's crazy. But, but anyway, I purpose all that to say is just that you know. You gotta keep showing maturity as an artist, man. And I think that it was written overall as a solid work and a good, a good block. It's just that it's not as gritty as Illmatic. That, and I think that was the problem. Fair enough, fair enough. So yeah. I understand your choice then, I, I get it. Um, real yeah, quick, I agree. Please. Oh, my bad, Trip, you wanna say something? Uh, I agree with Stan. I'm like, yeah, it was written, written is more maturity, but you know, still got, I still got, um, Automatic in my heart though, but it was written as more mature. Yeah. So okay, so you feel like it was written. Okay. Yeah. Got it. And Hobo, I mean, I mean, my bad. I, yeah, Hobo. Let's just go with you. I was, I had Breeze next, but yeah, I'm writing um, it. Down. Hobo, what you got? I mean, it, it was written for sure. I mean, I, I, I remember a big interview. They, people were asking him why he rhymed the way he rhymed, why he not rhyming, like why he wasn't rhyming anymore the way he did on. Um, Ready to die. Ready to die. And he was like, I ain't broke no more. <laughs> I'm not is. broke no more. It is. You you know, and, and and I think to be authentic, I mean, you know, I'm not saying that my, that Nas just automatically went from Illmatic to like, because obviously it didn't go platinum for seven years, but he, he was famous for sure. Mm-hmm. And 
you know, that changes your, your life experience. Right. Like y'all, like y'all said, that changes your life experience. He's traveling all over the world, probably. People paying for him to do to be there, you know, putting him up in these nice hotels, I'm sure. You know, he's people eating off of him, like his boys or whatever. And I mean, it was just growth, man, and and, and just a maturity. I mean, I wasn't thinking like that in 23. I don't know if y'all were. I wasn't. The level of, of, of music that he's that he's delivering at. Like I said, that's at 23 when he came out, which man, he's probably like 21, 22. Right. Me coming up with this shit. Um just insane. Um so you're going with it was it was written. It was written, yep. And cool breeze. I mean we're wrapping it up. How, what do you feel about, you know? Um maturity wise, I was I would go with uh, it's written. It was written. It was written. Guys, we're going to keep it moving. Again, another E.T. Times episode of Who You Got. Tonight, we're talking about two classic albums delivered by the icon supreme Nas, a.k.a. Nasty Nas, a.k.a. Uh, Escobar, a.k.a. Queens Bridges King, a.k.a. Queens' biggest representative. Godson. Godson, <laughs> Godson cross the belly. Cross the belly. You know you done lost already. Uh, we're talking about the infamous, excuse me, can't use that particular slogan when it comes to talking about this particular, but we're talking about the, the iconic Illmatic album versus the, the iconic follow-up album. It was written by Nas, uh, keeping it moving forward. We're talking about, uh, let's get it, let's get into to, to, to the mind frame of, of, of Nas in this time. We're talking about maturity levels, we're talking about all of that, but let's not forget, we're also talking about the 90s. Let's get into the era. Let's talk about the 90s real quick. Let's talk about how these two albums, again, two albums helped define a sound um, going on in the 90s. So what what, what what are your hip hop memories of the 90s, Triple C? What do you, you know, what do you remember, I guess, going on? Let's call it in 90, let's, let's take it a year before, Illmatic, you know, let's, let's call it 92, 93. What, what, what are you thinking about? What are you vibing to before this fucking album came in? You know, hit you across the face. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was rocking, you know, rocking a lot of tribe back then, and definitely me too. It's like, yeah. Um, but what Bree said earlier about the the time period when you wore Tims and the uh, hoodies and everything that that I love, I love that era. I love. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what that's what Illmatic brings to me. Like the way he spit it is the way we lived it. But prior to you living it with him, pause. Like, who, who else was was defining that sound for you in your Walkman at that time? Um, prior to, 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 to it coming out, because what I want to sort of examine is like the reason it, Illmatic, for example, first, right? The reason Illmatic was such a diamond uh, was because the other albums weren't. The other albums were fly because we can't deny it's almost like trying American cheese for all your life until someone gives you some French cheese, you're like, oh shit, I didn't know it got that much better. Like, like yeah, like, no, I got some really good American cheese, but like this French shit is awesome. I never knew. So, so see, I don't, I don't know about that one. You don't, you only don't feel be, like, only because, like, yeah, because you gotta think in 93, uh, 36 Chambers came out. Okay, so talk about it. So you talking about Wu Tang? Thirty Six Chambers came out. Midnight Marauders came out. Mm-hmm. Big Planets talk. came out in 1993. Uh, Black, Black Moon into the Stage came out in ninety three. That's the I mean, so like 
Let's jump around too. Let's jump around. I mean, again, also, no, there was a lot of '96. What, what albums were, were out in '96? '96. Well, you got some well, '95. '95 was uh, Cuban Links and Reasonable Doubt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, Biggie. Mm-hmm. Biggie. What year was All Eyes on Me? Was that '95? Ah, that was like a really big selling. I'm talking about like some hitters, like Biggie. Mm-hmm. To die, obviously, like what Hobo said, Wu Tang. I mean, this is this is what I'm mm-hmm. trying to bring up into the, the equation. Out of all this fire that we're talking about, Illmatic came and it was Rain came and still stands out amongst. True. Mm-hmm. So, like, what is it about this era that produced this this kind of shit? Because even our quote unquote, and I say this metaphorically, the the, the, the ones that aren't these two albums that were like they're not that, we're still fucking bananas. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna tell you why I think. Um, if you look at it back then, right? Everyone had their own different type of sound. No one was trying to be like this person. No one was trying to be like that person. You can hear artists like this. Nobody, artist. nobody, 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 nobody. Oh, that's Jay Z. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's um, Tribe. Because everybody had a different sound. You couldn't. You could never mix a Jay Z with a Nas with a Big. Everybody, all three of those artists were dope and had their own sound. So it's like when you look and, and listen to a lot of artists now, and not and not hating on all the artists, because there are some dope artists out right now. But it's like everyone it kind of sounds like, what artist is this? What artist is that? You kind of have to like every artist kind of well, not every, but a lot of the artists sound the same. I think back then you had more of a variety of different types of music. Right, right, and right. So, and, then, and then I think if you like any of those artists that came out in that in that year, you could go to a club and listen to all these songs, but okay, that's dope. All right, that's dope. It's different, but it's dope. Like Tribe is not, it's not really hard, but why do people love the Tribe? You know? Mm-hmm. And then if you look at it, all of these artists in some way or some form were friends and, or worked with each other. Remember, Q-Tip from the Tropical Quest was producing for Nas. Nas did songs with Jay-Z and Big, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like, you gotta look at it like that. I, I think. No, I, I agree. Total, yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, let's, like I said, let, the reason I bring all that up is, is just to say um, amongst all these gems, even like what said, Hobo brought up earlier, he just brought up just a few with, <coughs> you got Black <clears throat> Black Moon's first album. You got Return to Boom Bad by KRS-One. You got Balloon, right. so, I mean, you got Souls of Mistress, 93, you got a bunch of these, what mm-hmm. we, again, classic albums, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and again, and I, and I think if we were to, you know, sort of have a, uh, a sort of a matchup, if you will, again, of, of mm-hmm. Illmatic for some of these albums, Illmatic probably will come out on top, I think most times, at least I think so. Mm-hmm. Um, so what was it amongst like sort of these albums that I just mentioned 93 that, that made Illmatic stand out again because back then you still needed record promotion you still needed like to be you know, have a single playing before an album drop mm-hmm. the machine and mm-hmm. I wasn't getting radio like that say again Trip I'm sorry so whoever you know, your surroundings whoever you click with you know whatever music is playing you get drawn to it how I mean again so so what's making Nas stand out? Lyrical ability. 
on yeah. what though? What, like, so we, we heard a couple of verses. We heard We heard like one song and two verses of it at that point. We had heard live at the barbecue years before that. Right. Later heard uh, Back to the Grill. Right. Right. And then we heard, you know, uh, what? Well, well, really, after my people did it to people. Right. 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 But I mean, in, in Live at the Barbecue, he said, when I was 12, I went to hell for snuffing Jesus. That was shocking. Mm -hmm. I, mm -hmm. And he was 16 when he said that. Right. I mean, in the right. 90s, and that's got to be what, 91, 92? Yeah. Yeah, something that, like that. That, that kind of line in 91, 92, you go, and, yeah. then, and then you don't even, I, I didn't know that he's like, like what you just said, like 16. Mm hmm. Because if I had known that back then, I would have, I would have flipped. Like you me too. I, if I had known how old he was, yeah. would have put such a battery in my back. Mm -hmm. Like, like, because back then I think we all tried to write rhymes at that point. Like I know I thought, would, would, you know, you're bored in class, you do something. And back then, you know, you write rhymes. Um, mm -hmm. Would have put such a battery in my back. I'm not saying they were any good, but it definitely would have been. Like. <laughs> 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 But that fact, he was he was older than me still at that point. But like, damn. he just know how to put stuff together. He he know how to put the 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 rhyme, the image. He knows to put it together. I mean, and he gets the credit for it. It'll matter too. Uh, I mean, large professor, obviously, you know, right. Surely the entire time, but like, right. there, there is no magic. He does. I don't even feel like large professor gets the credit he deserves. Probably. Right. Right. Like he doesn't take on the Quincy Jones sort of vibe of the project. Like. I, Mm -hmm. I did it. I showed up. When we all know that's kind of like what happened, um, but but still, what made him still sort of like this this magical executive producer? Is he the executive? Is he who's the executive producer? I don't think so. I, thought, I think I thought Search was, but I, yeah, he he might be, and, and we all know that he's there just for for paper reasons. Um, I don't think I don't think Lost is executive. Um, Let's see. The producers are Faith Newman and MC Search. Mm -hmm. Faith Newman and MC Search. So, but I, I don't feel, even if, I feel like even if, if it's if it's true, um, that's just paper, like sort of, you know, like, mm -hmm. just make sure we have our dots crossed. Sure, sure, sure. Um, because, you know, Search even openly. I think I just saw an episode of Drink Chair recently. Mm -hmm. He limits his amount of you know interaction on that album and, and keeps it very humble. Like this is what I did, mm -hmm. and not really anything too much musically involved. Um, so that's all Lost Professor, right? Again, not getting. Mm -hmm. like, but but nobody took on the nobody, including himself. Nobody took on the role of like this. I'm overseeing this project because <laughs> even if it's a, a, a planned move by MC Search or anything, like you never saw them in any of the EPKs or anything. Right. I mean, I think I think too. That's also because, also too, you're talking about if you go back to the first album, if you go back to Illmatic, you're talking what '94. So most of these guys, like let's say P Rock, for instance, P Rock, P Rock didn't even hit his best stride just yet. So it's mm. it's, it's kind of like I think everybody's still, even from the producer's mind, like they have names, but they're still on the come up. You right, know right. what I mean? Like P Rock today, as we know, we know he's a he's a legend, but he, that, he after that is when I think he started hitting his real like stride, like back to back, back to back. Same thing with Primo, you know what I mean? And, and, and all these guys who were on the album. I think Q-Tip even too. I, I think 
that was the first time we actually no no is it is it yeah it was this it was this and then um after that was Mob Deep's album where he started to say oh shit Q-Tip is producing producing records yeah you know what I mean so so I I, I think it's one of those things where I, I especially with these especially from the stories that I've heard of um Preem Pete and Law no Preem Pete Q-Tip like they will all go to record conventions together they were more friends. Than anything, you know what I mean. So I don't, I don't necessarily know if it was, if it was correct. Um, if it was something where you know, I got this. This is my album. You know what I mean. I think it was more of like now we're all going to lend to this creative work and and make and create a bigger picture for the for the artists. But still, I mean, that communication has to go through one person to. Execute. Sure, sure. And that's Paul. You know what I'm saying. At the end of the day, that's much mm-hmm. So I feel like. Um, uh, among amongst, like I said, uh, is is whether it's a chess move to like, nah, let the young guys mm-hmm. let it look like he even doing all this shit by himself. Whether mm-hmm. it's a chess move, whatever, it worked because mm-hmm. nah, I said didn't didn't have the, like you never heard again. Like almost everybody that gets introduced to rap gets like this introduction, you know, via uh, mm-hmm. you know, by uh, like you know, signed to uh, like it was never like that with him. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And um, in the midst of like that year of '94, you got ready to die. We got the sunrise in the east. You know what I'm saying? We got on, on, on another level of spectrum, which would eventually become a whole division of hip hop that we ignored for so long. And I will say we ignored Southern Play, Southern Playlist of Cadillac Music by Outkast. Mm-hmm. And as you mentioned earlier, Pete Rock Seal smooth with the main ingredient. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's like, gangs are hard to earn. It's all the same here. And this little kid, compared to everybody that I just mentioned, he's the youngest out of, I think, everybody in this list. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, drops yeah. And again, it gets this buzz going of like, and is involved with production from a lot of the people that I mentioned from this list. Mm-hmm. As, um, kind of insane. So what, what, do any of those albums that I mentioned to any of you guys in the room right now, does, do, do any of them go against Illmatic? I mean, uh, no. I like I them mean, all. You gotta, I mean, it's finally, again, we're talking about Ready to Die, we're talking about the Sunrise in the East, Southern Plains, mm-hmm. like music, the main ingredient, you got Beastie Boys of Communication, you got Scarface the Diary, Gangstar Hearts. That's what's so good about that era. Is this 96 or 94? 94. That's what's so good about that era because you can play anything you want and it still be good. Beautiful thing about that era. I'm going. I'm going. I, I love that triple C. Thank you very much. I'm going to segue somewhere with that. But yeah, I mean, you're talking about a kid who came out again, stood out amongst all these albums, right? Um, yeah. Anybody will, I think, have that conversation. Best album in '94. We're talking about Omar, hip hop wise. And then does something similar in 96, right? Because in 96, what, what are we competing against in 96 here? In 96. I think J-Rule again. Uh, I think Jay-Z. Jay-Z joint came out. Nah, uh, yeah, yes. Uh, yeah, Reasonable Doubt. Outcast came out again with AT Aliens. Okay. The Fugees with the score. Mm. All eyes, all eyes on me. Face is high. All eyes on me is high. Let's not overlook that. What was the next one? I'm sorry. Uh... Stakes is high. Ooh, great album. The coming. The coming came out in '96. The coming by who? '96. Buster Rhymes. The coming. Oh, the album. right. 
uh, Illidelf Half-Life came out in 96. Uh, at that point. Iron Man came out in 96. Wow, oh, man. Yeah. Man, so all, 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 all have a different sound. All yeah. have a different sound. Yeah, and that's that's something that's something that was, I think that was very vital to hip hop. And I, we discussed it before, man. Where you know, in, in the U.S., every region had its own particular sound, and that's kind of what made artists stand out even much more back then, as opposed to now, where if you put on if you put on commercial radio, you have to. It sounds like one big mixtape playing. You know what I mean? Because everything kind of sounds similar sometimes. But back then, you really had to do your best to really stand out and that's what gave each region the type of artist that we have to say like that's what gave you a soul submission that's what gave you a scarface because everybody sounded different but then also were the best in their region you know what i mean and you know i i think that's what made some of these albums you know made that album stand out like that yo trip c triple c let me ask you a question real quick so out of all these albums we mentioned you know that uh from 96 it was written Hobo's Weight, we've been talking about, you know, AT Alien, Wildcats, Classic, you know, every, all the albums that, that, that Hobo mentioned. Again, Illidale, Half-Life, Sticks mm -hmm. the Score by the Fugees, I mean, Iron Man. Yeah. Does it was written Hold, hold It's Weight in, in Gold as far as the hottest album of that year? Yeah, because back then, that was, that's when the, the comparison between Jay-Z and Nas came in. Which, uh, right. Reasonable Doubt yeah. came in. Yeah, true. so that's when the so some people will play Nas, then later on you're gonna hit Jay Z down the block, you know. So that's when the battle really. But that's when Jay Z's hate started to bubble. <laughs> I, I actually heard it was the other way around. I heard it was so. Oh. Some of the research that I did, respectfully. That I was mm -hmm. on, on tonight's episode of you know, Eat Pizza Rhymes. Don't forget, what do you got every Monday, 8 o'clock live, Eastern Standard Time? Was that Nas threw a line? I think it's in the, in the message. Uh, your little Lex with, with, with TVs and the headrest is, is, is light or some shit like that. And Jay was known for having a Lex with, with TVs at the time. And again, this is like, it sounds so like, whoops, how would everybody did that back? Like, no, they did not back then. No, they didn't. Yeah. Yeah. So you nah. I, didn't, I didn't even know. I didn't even you know. You were a big deal if you were doing shit like that back then. So much that people knew who you were. So it was like he he knew like yo, that's a little shot at me. And again, uh, the article that I read tonight had Trackmasters straight up confirming like yo, that was definitely. Oh. And Nas kind of kind of confirms it, but you know you know like sidesteps it. Like, you know like you know if you you know if you if if you was you know if he was a big dog back then you was doing shit like that. They have something like that. Oh, I guess he was a big dog. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, that's, that's not yeah. I'm paraphrasing you know what I'm saying but like definitely again you know what I'm saying because the one life one, one love that only one king was a shot at big mm. right you know what I'm saying so the people that got that confused that's like, crazy because I never I never broke it down like that I just loved it I just never broke I didn't never I wasn't so looking for so, it. Trip, so again so you got this 23 year old right he's probably 22 23 when you know again and his nuts hang in New York like yo king of New York against dudes who have album platinum plaques on their wall right you don't got one yet you feel me and he's like nah fuck that I'm the king and he knows our second album is anticipated for all the the lackluster of the album sales of, of Illmatic we were all fiending for like let's just call it Illmatic too you know 
saying? It's, it's so who, wait, so who, so who did big this and, and kicking the door then? Who's that for? Jay. Jay. Okay, I thought so. Okay. Jay Yeah. Okay. Son, you fuck. What, what do you say? What do you, hold on, what do you say about, about Primo? You talk about Primo and that shit too. I'm surprised you run with them because they I'm nothing but dicks. Them. Respectfully, respectfully. Recipe. No, no, I've been saying J. Rue was the truth too, man. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. Shout out to J. Rue for being such a hip hop guy and yeah. giving up like the 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 beat for Ten Crack Commandments, which we now have today is known as the Ten Crack Commandments. So, mm. I mean, like trivia, I'm, I'm sure everybody knows if you don't know the story. Back in the day, Angie Martinez, Hot 97, New York City, used to have a radio show called, uh, on Hot 97 called The Hot Five and Nine. And people would send in, like hip hop artists, like legit hip hop artists, would send in radio promo, like show, like like beats, like songs for right. the show. You had like J. Rue uh, on top of Primo's 10, what wasn't called the 10 Crack Commandments yeah. at the time. The Beat Nuts, Tony Touch, like everybody, there was just a bunch of rappers at the time just making shit like that. I think even pun, like everybody, like it was just mm-hmm. like, and, and Puff was at the radio station one day, gets the call from from Big, like, yo, tell Primo, I want that joint. Puff's on the radio while doing his interview about some other shit, telling Primo, hit me up, hit me up. Primo hits him up, the rest is history, but they go through J. Rue first. Mm. The song first. I didn't know that. And yeah, I didn't know that either. I didn't know either. Preem was like, I don't know if it's gonna happen. Puff, yeah, I heard that. I heard that story. Yeah. Got like a little issue. He said, you and you and Rue got a little issue. He said, ask him. He said, I'm asking. He was expecting sort of like a, like a, like a not gonna happen. And Jay Rue was like, yeah, this is hip hop, yo, whatever. Like it's all good. Mm. So shout out to Jay Rue if he ever hears right. it. Yeah, yeah, that's dope. I didn't. I did not know that. The pump gave him some bread for that joint, kid. Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Look, look, one thing I don't think Puff is, is is dumb. I think he know how to network, so I'm sure he probably get at least dream happy. Um, so, and another thing, I want to hear that song, man. Because was the word <laughs> on that track already? These are all. Yo, you can find them on YouTube. They, these are all promo records that Angie Martinez had for a show called The High Five and Nine. He even explains via the beat how it only goes up until nine. One, two, three, four, yeah. five, six, seven, eight, nine. Because it was at nine o'clock and he only cuts from one to five. One, mm. two, two, three, four, five. And, and then kind of just lets, you know, cuts it back. Mm. I did not know that. And then he said when it became Big's record and the whole concept and everything, he was like, I, I got to find a 10. It's on here. It's on YouTube. It's called Jake yeah. the Damager Hot 97 promo, 10 Crack Commandments Original. Yeah. Play it, play it. If you see, see if we can turn it up a little bit. I'm out. Oh. Hold on. I did not know that. Yeah, man. Here we go. Hold on. Let's see if you can. Did you hear it? Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> not even a little bit. You got your headphones on? Maybe you got to unplug the headphones. <laughs> all good, all good if we can. Uh, please, please stop, please stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I don't have headphones here. Nah, nah. On the, look, um, look it up when nah, you Let's bring it back to Nas. Let's bring it back to yeah. on, on, on another note, though, like where y'all were saying that y'all were surprised that uh, when if I ruled the world, he had Lauren on it. But mm-hmm. the score came out in 96. Right. 
Oh, she was she was hot. She was white hot at that point. No, no, no. Let's 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 re- let's, let's. So the foodies are definitely hot, but they weren't. Uh, uh, Kill see me softly hot yet. They were. The score came out. What do you mean? Score came out, but that single yeah. was the first single. Yeah. Versus Fuji Lock. That album, that album did great, man. It did. I'm not trying to listen. She was huge. That's why they put her on the record. There's no way fans are right? Plus, they're label mates. But she wasn't like, like you know, what I'm saying she wasn't fucking Lauren yet. Like she was like Lauren Hill. She, I don't know. She's the girl from the Fugees. Like, like I don't know. I think uh-huh. you're fighting her just as goats there, brother. I don't think so. Fuji she, Lot is the first single running. Fuji Lot. Yeah, but but that was huge. It was huge. It, it was. was. It, it was. was. So when that's what I'm saying. So when she gets on the record, it's kind of like, huh? She's because cr- again, this is them starting to go crossover, but they're not crossover yet. They're before. They're, what, what's, what's that saying? Like pre. Kids were killing me softly. Like um, huge in the hip hop sense, international yeah. world domination, like Grammys, blah blah. That's killing me softly. Same album, I get it, but like you know, it's a time sequence. It's like, like believe me, it's, it, it's a difference between those dudes were always mm-hmm. flying on a commercial flight to then private jetting it at one point. You know what I'm saying? So it's like a difference in 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 in, in money at that point. Long story short. Lauren is huge. It makes us go, what the fuck? What? What? Why? Why her? Like, why not like marry her? Why not like like we we didn't consider this chick like to be first of all. We didn't even know Lauren was singing like that at that point. Well, you know what? I'm gonna say I'm gonna have to go back on it because she was acting. She was a sister act. She, she was, was a singing. sister act, and she was singing. Yeah, right. I mean, I, mean, I wasn't connecting dots like that with her at that point. Right. I just knew she was dope from the Fugees. Yeah. I- she was just starting to, I mean, she would melodically play with shit, but she wasn't like, that was like one of her first times, like, really like, <clears throat> Nah. Because <laughs> she was, she, Sister Act, Sister Act 2 was in 93, and she was singing, singing in that. was. But I'm trying to say, for example, I, I, in the same article that I read doing research tonight, they said they put out the song White Label, and people were like, again, like, I don't know about this shit, like, what, I mean, this, and, and mm. got excited when they finally came out with the video and the song, and it was like featuring Lauren Hill, like, they didn't, Lauren. So that made them go, oh. but the name made it go, oh shit. Like, this is gonna be a big, a big deal. Again, because it's like Justin Timberlake finally going solo. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is one of her first, <laughs> Lauren's first, one of Lauren's first, like, me minus these two niggas. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, true, and true, 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 true. Singing, and it's like, huh? What is martial ass shit? What is going on? Like, it was weird. I'm telling you, and, and I, I, I love that record today, but I always go with first instinct as far as giving my honest reaction to what I think is a good or a bad record and I feel like a lot of people and I love it was written that like that was singing I was saying I don't know about this joint I don't know but I was quickly over it though because I fell in love with the beat like I remember scratching mm-hmm. for hours to that beat I just really mm-hmm. that fucking beat like I just love shots Jack Masters Jack Masters mm-hmm. basically all over this fucking album so just moving quickly again across the board we're talking about two albums in the 90s, two different points in the 90s, 94 and 96, two years apart, but madness that dropped from those two points in between. And again, these, these two albums seem to stand out and shine amongst mm-hmm. a bunch of other fucking undisputable classics. So again, I just want to go around the room real quick in, in terms of uh, the 90s era and, and, and 
that sound that was divide. So I, this is something I wanted to bring up when we talk about the errors real quick. Just bear with me for a second. Um, you got Illmatic that came out in '94. Hip hop is still finding its feet, right? You, you have mm -hmm. Heavy D doing kind of like happy kind of stuff. You still have um, underground shit. You have a variety of different sounds. Like Breeze was mentioning, everybody had like their own different sounds. Mm -hmm. um, and then you have Illmatic, which I feel like defined a certain kind of. This is how it's going to be going forward. Going in the line, like yes, we spit now. We don't fucking. <laughs> well, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Puff managed to master <clears throat> again, but it was fine for Illmatic to come out in '94 because those kind of albums were accepted. You could drop a hardcore album such as like J.Ru back then and still, mm -hmm. right, still go gold. You know what I'm saying? '96 um, and Skin brings us up in a lot of conversations is the tipping point of when things start to change musically in terms of you mm -hmm. like sound. Radio started to, again, like Puff, for example, with Big, wanted to sort of like the, make this, this, not them specifically, but they helped sort of create this divide down the middle of of what was... Mm -hmm. Was street and was commercial? And well, yeah, and what's like a, you know, a Jeep knocking record for the street. <clears throat> what what it was written and Nomadic managed to do uh, at that time was one represented what was still considered, let's just call it backpack hip hop, right? Real hip hop. Mm -hmm. Uh, and it was fine because again in that era 94 you could do that gangstar all these people were still doing that nobody was coming out with a combination of both of, of this marriage <clears throat> right except for big later on right and then you got nas doing it in 96 um and i think we're gonna be all agree doing it exceptionally well um what kind of risk is he taking at that point doing some shit like that like again trying to satisfy both ends of the spectrum with records like If I Rule the World and I Gave You Power. I mean, he's one of the first to do it. I mean, again, Bad Boy coined mm -hmm. it and marketed the package it way better. Right. But it was the, the, this marriage of like, huh? Made us go, what the fuck is going on here? I know it made me do that because again, Big was mm -hmm. in that way. Like, got this for the radio record, I got this ladies record, and I got this street record for y'all. So it was... Well, I, I feel like... Uh, same, first thing, I was the same thing. Trackmasters, Primo. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. True. Uh, but it was only one Primo track on that album. Um, but, you know, first of all, shout to B-Sharp. Shout to B-Sharp and Mulo for uh, for the check-in in the chat room. Peace nice. to y'all. What up, fellas? Um, but, uh, I mean... It's not like the rhymes on it was written are like soft commercial rhymes. Save, save, uh, if you want to call If I Rule the World commercial rhyme. I don't know. I mean, it was fairly controversial what he was saying. He was talking about, I, I sent all my, all the prisoners back to Africa. Like, he was talking some like liberation, you know, black power type stuff. It wasn't, and, and, mm -hmm. And it was not 2021 where Black Lives Matter. So, you know. Right. Like, we didn't expect that from Nas, though. It was just like we expected more mm -hmm. Illmatic. Again, we were. True. We were, again, like you mentioned, there's only one Primo track. The fact that we say that, like, as if, like, like so, there's a Primo track. Like, but I feel you because it's like, but there was only like one. And where's their P. Rock? What, what happened? To, where's Large Professor in this situation? Like, right. what's going yeah. on here? Yeah, yeah. Right. We were all yeah. like off our rocker. Like, where was mm. going? Like, you you know the formula, it worked. 
Ew, in our eyes, right? Because yeah, we're young. Right. right. It, it worked. We love it. Like, what the fuck? But his pockets are like, man, it didn't work. But also, too, I, I want to add something real quick that that we didn't we, that we're not mentioning about this era. Also, this this '96 era. This is also the era of when you start to hear these mafioso lyrics. Everybody, everybody's mafioso bosses now. Yeah, Jules mentioned hip-hop it. Hip hop changing, hip hop changing, yeah. evolving again. Yeah, and right. and and I think that was that was that was that was another thing too, where that whole mafioso era got introduced into hip hop at this point too. So again, it goes back to where it's 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 an, it's 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 really the turning point for 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 a lot of things at this particular no time. So no different than like Lil Durk. Yeah. This point in life, this is what I'm trying to explain to you. This 23 yeah. was kind of like, like, listen, this is what's hot right now. I'm about to do this shit. Mm-hmm. I'm young. I like Papa Champagne. I'm fucking You know what I'm saying? I like, I like bitches mm-hmm. and dancing. Sure, not a bunch of niggas. Like, I like that. Mm-hmm. And women are reacting. Radio is reacting. You know, mm-hmm. money's coming in. Records are selling. But we're all like, yeah. Okay. All right. It's a bad. It's it's, it's a breakup. Bad record, but I. <laughs> It's, it's, it's like a breakup because you, you know it, it's changing. Shit's changing. And he's getting and, older. And he's allowed. So, what's that? And he's allowed. Oh, older. He's allowed to. True. Yeah. And 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 the thing is, it's like just um just like it's it's splintering off. Like you said earlier, where we're going into that. You're going into mafioso lyrics on this side, and bling and and million dollar choppers. That's what we're over here. You still have the the, the backpacks and the train, and this is where you begin to see that divide of what. Backpack will then go on to translate into like a rocket sound, so to speak, versus mm-hmm. versus Puff now and that type of style and, and, and Fat Joe and things like that. Where we're talking big money and choppers and big bricks, and and this this is where that divide. This is where you start to kind of see that divide. And this album maybe maybe the testament of like of of like that divide now going on to like future future years in hip hop. Yeah, I think so. If you if you look at so uh, only built for Cuban links, they started you know talking about the the mafioso style. Right, right. The right. They went from karate. They went from karate to mafioso. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> and and members, certain members. Nas was on that album though. Right. right. And, and and so I think he, I, I imagine. He was probably writing. It was written around the same time, um, right? And so he just—that was the wave. That was right. the move. That was the right. Wave. I, right. I think he did it better. Young. He's like, yo, this shit is hot. This drill, this drill music is hot. <laughs> the drill. <laughs> they, they they doing this shit in Staten Island. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm looking like, and again, respectfully because he did it a la Drake style. Like, let me do one with y'all. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Let me show up on y'all shit. Because I'm still the god, though. Because I'm still getting that right. respect. So they like, right. you know, drink. Get on the, like, again. Mm-hmm. Got on that joint. And again, it, it just sounded real good together. So good that I'm surprised mm-hmm. we haven't seen more Riz and Nas production, to be honest. Me too. But, mm-hmm. again, it, it's another... Again, it, was that a chess move? Was it was Or was it just a natural, let's just make music together? I mean, it, you know, it, the question, you know, that we'll never know. But, um... The era of the '90s again. I think it helped add mm-hmm. to, to the turning point of the kind of sound that it was written and chromatic came mm-hmm. out. Um, you know, we're gonna we're gonna keep moving on real quick. Again, another episode of Eats Beats Rhymes. Who do you got? Episode chromatic versus it was written. You know, which album did it for you? Which album was the one that stands out? Um, when we were talking about both these projects, let's talk about the producers real quick. Let's have a specific conversation about the producers. Um, let's talk about how Illmatic had. 
you know, some of the the craziest lineups in, 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 in producer history. I don't know if we're gonna go over it real quick, but if we have to, premium large professor, Pete Rock, LES, Q-Tip. And then you have, it was written that, again, at the time blew my mind, like, what is this lineup? Yeah, that lineup sound like it's platinum. It, 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 mm -hmm. You know, you're, you're talking about Primo again, but uh, you're talking about Dr. Dre, Trackmasters, mm -hmm. LES, mm -hmm. Havoc, Strength mm -hmm. Live Squad. It reads really nice. Mm -hmm. Reads really, Dr. Dre, your premier havoc, you know what I'm saying? Cat masters who are still like, you know, they're 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 popping, but they let's be. I mean, I don't know how you guys feel. I feel track masters don't get the, the respect they deserve. They fucking they know, were hot. They were hot. They defined yeah, mm -hmm. the sound in radio specifically, in uh, hip hop radio, hip hop like world that was just insane and helped define this album. So let's talk about the producers real quick. How do people feel? Mm -hmm. about does anybody else feel a way about track matches, good or bad? I mean, well, they so helped the street influence this out. But this street dreams, they did track matches. That's why, that's why I didn't like I, didn't, I wasn't feeling that one. Oh, let's unpack that. Trip. So, so you you have a, a preconceived notion, like I think a lot of us did at that time, about track masters, and, and, and you were like, oh, it must be them because I didn't like that one. What didn't you like about that? That record. It sounded cheesy. It sounded real cheesy. Well, you know, Pac <laughs> used that same exact sample on his album. Yeah. Yeah. Well, All Eyes On Me. I mean, does, does that, literally the, the song All Eyes On Me. Uh, I mean, it did. I don't know. I wasn't, I wasn't a big Pac fan like that. I like that Pac, but I wasn't a, I wasn't a big, so. Triple C just took bias. Hell man. Trackmasters did, <laughs> track, Trackmasters did one, two, three, Four, five, six, seven songs on that album. They executive produced the album. Let's be clear. Yeah. Oh. Executive yeah. What, what, what songs did they produce on that album? Oh, oh, the, the message. The message. Street dreams. Uh, watch them niggas. Uh, affirmative action. Featuring Foxy, Mega, and Foxy, Mega, and, and AZ. Uh, shootouts. And if I rule the world. Let me ask something real quick, Hobo, and it's coming off um, your man uh, B-Sharp. B-Sharp says one of the biggest differences between the two albums is big budget um, record label influence. Um, I, pre I preface that. After Dre, bro. He's still great. That, yeah. I was just going to say, um, I preface that to say, like, um, I think, too, the, the track masters at the time, Tone and Pope at the time, they weren't really... They had street records, but they weren't really known for their street records at the this, time. This was their jumping point. This was their yeah. Like, like to be honest, if, if we want to keep it a thousand, especially for that era, when we think of street records or, or gritty hip hop or, or, or anything dark, again, you, Pete Rock, you, you know, Primo, Large, Rizza mm -hmm. later on, um, Marley Mall. You, you're thinking of you're thinking of these producers, so. The fact that it's the track masters and they're not known for street records like that, even though they have, but they just never, they just never really, they weren't big, so so to speak. You know what I mean? Well, hold up, so, quick, quick, fast scan, because because I know you're good at this. But what's yeah. the street record that, that we all know that they did back in the early nineties? Oh, um, um, Red Hot Love Atone, give it up. No, 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 no. Uh, no track, track masters. A track masters record that they did, uh, typewriter, Louis Rankin, I believe. No, no, uh, I was also talking about. Uh, Fuji Rabbit DJ Polo. Uh, oh, on the run? On the run. Yeah. They did on the run? Both yeah. Hurt. Yeah. 
Steve Stott was around when they met for the recording of that record and he was like she was in love with her. He's like not only a sexual thing, but it's like also like it is not like 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 and they she would write her own shit 
but anybody would tell you that she's always had help for sure. Mm. You can see Nas pen on a bunch of shit, and you could definitely see Jay Z's pen on a bunch of other shit. Yeah. And, but what anybody will tell you throughout the scenes that this, Foxy put in her, her her dues, like like she 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 was one of the artists that like in New York went to like lyricist lounge. Saying mm. again, if anybody knows about lyricist lounge out there, it was just like an early hip hop den of something along the lines of like the Eight Mile movie of like the. Mm. the you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it went on to become sort of like compilation and mixtapes and whatever. So mm-hmm. the kind of artists that would show up to things like that. And, and she was getting her little buzz on. But, you know, it's like anything else. Like, she's dope. But if she did it this way, you know, she still got it. She still got it. Face in a puss. She sounded like she, stuck, she was stuck in that, the new, the new, um, what, the firm on uh, Nas Vegas last um album yeah that, that was trash yeah she, she sounded like she sounded like she was uh, stuck on that time period well respectfully keep in mind she's also she's also partially deaf we gotta cut he is yeah, yeah. a little slack shout out to foxy brown hope you get better um again so so we just wanted to cover the, the production so again i'm just gonna go around the room real quick uh we, mm-hmm. we know the subject matter is we know who produced on what albums um mm-hmm. i put it i put you know i put it in the air dj hobo nomadic it was written what, what producer lineup sort of, you know, grabs your savvy more? Ah, uh, I'm going to venture off and I'm going to say uh, Illmatic with that one. Got it. Stay less. Triple C, how we feeling? Yeah, you know, you know what I'm about to say. <laughs> Illmatic. Got it. Cool Breeze, how you feeling? I'm going to go with Illmatic because that's kind of set the foundation for who Nas was and had a had a real gritty sound and insane and and and, and that's his classic so you know hmm? insane scan what do you right. think of my head yeah you know me and me i say <laughs> represent represent <laughs> it's it's renowned renounding is that, is that you say it? resounding <laughs> <laughs> it's a nomadic sort of day um you know we're gonna we're gonna move along a little quick here because we're gonna wrap this up shortly um Again, Eats, Beats, and Rhymes catch us every Monday night on Twitch Live TV. Eats, Beats, and Rhymes follow us on YouTube, follow us on Instagram, everybody in the room, follow us on Instagram. Realize I don't have my, my whatchamacallit up. My, uh, Oh, no. Follow, follow me. If you haven't followed me, then you follow me, and then you can follow me. So there you go. So moving on, <clears throat> we're talking about Illmatic versus it was written nas spells letters nas it sounds like you know a lot of uh the feeling tonight is definitely you know over 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 powering sense of illmatic being the favorite there in the room tonight um again nothing wrong with that it is the classic that it earned itself to be um but i posed the question <laughs> we've been having conversation most of this night and i love conversing with you guys every week live monday night 8 p.m eastern standard time on Twitch, on the Eats, Beats, and Rhymes channel. Uh, <laughs> did there. See what you did there. <laughs> I pose you, my fellow hip hop heads, and anybody in the chat room and you know in the world watching and listening. If Illmatic is such a classic, then why has it was written been the best selling album to date for rap? Oh, oh. Yeah. 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 
And again, we picked up both albums all night, respectfully. We picked up both albums all night. But I, it's it's the simple question. It's the paradox, the chicken and the egg. Like so, so if 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 you know, if you need ID to get ID. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, nomadic is so ill, as it claims itself to be in the title. Why, why is it still not outsold? I don't know. Mm. I a lot of people, a lot of people taking sleeping pills. I don't know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, yeah. maybe, the legacy that Illmatic has today. But, right. but I'm gonna say, me. I think people who are who didn't really know Nas is live at the barbecue or whatever. Or his Illmatic song, they, they slept on. They look at it was written as his first album. Okay. People look at it like that. That maybe that's their, maybe that's their introduction to who Nas was, and then they went back and did their homework after that. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I mean, overall, too, man. I I, I, I think overall, it was written again as a better body of work overall, and had the bigger singles. I think. In comparison, even though, even though that that's up for debate, even saying that because we know the singles that are off Nomadic, but I think um, it was written had the bigger the bigger the bigger records. Yeah. Say it again. In terms of reach. Yeah, yeah, okay. and, and because because of that, I think that's the reason the reason why um, it's outsold to this day. It's a better body of work, and it had it had, it had better reach. I, you know what? Jules, that's the one are you picking then? Say it again. So if you had to pick between the two, like which one would you mm-hmm. pick? I mean, again, for 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 from an artist's perspective, if I want a better package, I go with it was written. If I want nostalgia and feel good, I go with Illmatic. Well, I mean, yeah, you so you so so okay, that's the part you added now. So because in the beginning you, you mentioned that. Yeah. Did. Yeah. But um What's the root of it? Like I said, so you, 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 you gave your answer, but is that mm-hmm. defined? What? So let's talk about like the sound of Illmatic for one quick second. It's sure, sure, sure. Summarizing in terms of anybody that knows their hip hop, right? You could be like, what? The, but doesn't know about Illmatic. You're like, Illmatic, what does it sound like? Sounds like DJ Premier. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Like, I, and P Rock, like, oh, shit. Okay, I got it. Mm-hmm. And then give them a sound definition of. of mm-hmm. This one, you, and you mentioned track masters because you have to right. write that meet this another fucking album. And right. You right. Um, but you don't get the same album. Right. You get a bigger selling album. Right. I, I think. Um, Why? Why? So 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 again, and even with the nostalgia, again, I think everybody can argue that it was written as a great album. But you know, when mm-hmm. you talk about Nas's legacy. You don't why it was written first. Everybody this is true. Them. This is true. The album gets performed. Hobo, what was it? What was the thing in your city a few years back? The Nas uh, Illmatic album was performed at the Kennedy Center. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It, yeah. Was, it was written with the orchestra. Right. It wasn't. It was written orchestra. You know. Uh, <clears throat> I think. Um, not that white no. stuff. No, it's not, it's not that white star. They didn't, do, no. they, they didn't do that stuff over there. So, so again, and I think it went into the. It, what's it recently? It's some kind of archives. What archives did he go into? And and did he get the, um, the, um, the Library of Congress? Library of Congress. The, was, was Library of Congress. I think so. I think so. Yeah. Oh, man, I, think I so. mean, they're like I, a Harvard class based on the Illmatic. Yeah, you know, it was like 
Illmatic did what it was like, quote unquote, supposed to do, right? It was a big push standard, like imagine my album. Uh-huh. So I think the I think the question is what you actually is part of your question, dudes, which is a great question, by the way. Um, B Sharp brought up a good point, said um, timing of release. I mean, when when Illmatic was released, hip hop hip hop was arguably was not even arguably not as hot as it was when it was written was came out. But the question that I that I asked, well, two year difference. Well, two, yeah, but that was a big difference. It was, but it's still the nineties. Like let's let you know, it's not like technology changed at that point. We were still receiving records the same sort of way at that point. You know, it was like it, it again. There was so much hip hop to enjoy. Yeah. I wonder why people have a chance to your point, but wonder why more people haven't gone back to it. Because when I was in my research and I was looking as well, yo, I am sold more copies than Illmatic. It's crazy. What about what and it's been bootlegged. It was boot, there was a whole story about that. We could talk bootlegs. But like and it was not that good. Right. They had, to, they had to moderate the track listing. Just, just too much shit leak. But you're right. There's another fucking. I didn't know that, by the way. But mm-hmm. like, I believe it because mm-hmm. talking about now the record industry, specifically Sony, you know, the, the parent company, believes in him as a superstar at this point. And he's putting all types, right. you know, prime status to him. So he's getting, you know, he cuts in line when it comes to anybody else, any other hip hop act coming out in that building. So you know. They'll, they'll push you could push those type of numbers to make something like that happen it's not easy but you know, saying it's like Illmatic was street loved it was written as commercially loved so why did the streets support it the streets they went it's, it's the streets they, <laughs> they, they spent money on <laughs> what, what, okay so let's skip the streets for a but second it wasn't there wasn't really bootlegging in back then sorry say again they weren't I mean from my perspective granted y'all were in New York I don't they weren't really bootlegging in 94 like they were in 86. No, I think they were. They were, bro. They were, they were. They, they were? were. They, okay. were. Yeah. they were not, they were bootlegging before the beginning of the time, man. <laughs> I, I, my, my first bootleg that I stole was uh, Easy Does It. Yeah. Damn, you didn't even Ooh. buy it? You didn't even buy the bootleg? You weren't looking at the little kid. I was a little fucking, like, they weren't even looking at me. I was like, my You stole from the thief. <laughs> I think I still have a cassette somewhere. So that's low. low. That's very low. <laughs> so you're right. Breeze, breeze. The sound was very low. It was a very bad sound. Yes. That's <laughs> all what you did right there. <laughs> so, so, so again, so, I mean, uh, oh, well, you, you were going somewhere with that. But again, the, the question for those just joining us or just tuning in is, is, you know, Illmatic is the classic, but why has it been written so more records than Illmatic? Maybe, maybe people have more papers back when it came out. With respect, you could do it right now. So look, look, at, at currently I, I looked up a couple of numbers. Um, I tried to certify them as much as possible. It's not that easy to get certified kind of unless you have real, real access to that kind of shit, which Scan and I used to have back in the day. <laughs> right, right. You don't have access to those kind of numbers anymore. <laughs> I don't have access to that anymore. From the information <laughs> I was able to gather, the, the, the most current information I got on Illmatic, which is back in 2019, mm-hmm, Illmatic mm-hmm. is currently 2.5 times Mm. Um, it was written um, as of 2016, which is the most current I could get, like sort of certified sort of information from like a mm. source online. Um, was at 3.5 million sold 
2016. Again, both albums six years ago, 2016, 2019 was the most recent, which was mm. They could have grown, but again, at the rate that it was written has grown uh, in that number. I don't know why, you know, uh, Illmatic would probably catch up to that number anytime soon, but the numbers grow. So, you know, we're talking about, uh, again, the classic Illmatic has gone platinum, not to be you know, mistaken, has <clears throat> actually gone double platinum, you know, uh, and still rising. But it took seven years for it to go initially one time platinum. So we can't ignore that fact. Uh, and during those seven years, it's not like it took seven years for us to figure out that this was a fucking classic. Again, Illmatic was mm-hmm. off the bat. If you were a hip hop official, mm-hmm. enough to give a shit at that point mm-hmm. to want to participate with Illmatic when it first came out, you were like, this didn't fucking disappoint us. Do you know uh, about the mic, the mic information? Like, I know Illmatic got five mics. Very good point, Jones. That was a big deal back then. Huge, yeah, huge, true. Yeah. Again, added to this, and why? What's up? What's up? Did, what, what was the industry not ready for him? Like, like I remember scanning myself and shout DJ Center. Um, we cut school one day during the album date of release to go get in line at nobody is <laughs> the village back in New York City downtown to get our copies of. of Of, of, of is that said copy? Is that actually this said this copy? This is the copy. Um, it's not autographed because when we got there, cops shut it down. Mad kids everywhere. They were not prepared for the amount of kids that showed up. Mm. I remember that shit. Like, oh, 300 kids were there. And it was just like, you remember that scan? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Records, if I'm not mistaken. Say it again? I think it was at Tower Records. Uh, no, Times Square. I mean, not Times Square, Union Square. Well, around Union Square, like a little further. Like I said, like, I, wasn't yeah, yeah. it Did it again? Wasn't it Tower Records? I remember Tower Records, yeah, yeah, Tower Records. Tower Records. Yeah. Tower Records. Tower Records, near Union Square, basically down a little further down on Houston. I could be wrong. I don't remember the exact location, but no, 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 no. I'm, I'm totally wrong. Forgive me. It wasn't Tower Records. It was Nobody Beats the Wiz. Nobody Beats the Wiz. That used to exist. Wait, which one though? The one that it used to be my maybe maybe like 14th, like you were saying, maybe like Union Square, but it was definitely oh, okay. Okay, maybe that's why I said that. Yeah, they yeah. weren't ready. Yeah, it probably was around there. They wasn't ready for the amount of kids that showed up, and we was like you know, young little high school kids with our, with our records. Like under our, we already bought our records at the record store back in Queens. You know what? Too, and and, I, and I, I'll touch with something, and it's, it's kind of something to what B Sharp says. Um, it was written, it was made to grab record sales. Um, hold on, it was made to grab record sales. Cool. And it had a bigger budget. So I say I say that to say, going back to always what I keep reiterating is that by the time 96, 97, 98 hit, hip hop was starting to get way more money at the time. Oh yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? And, and, I, and I think also that had something to do with it as well is because now that you're putting money into the, into the, into the it was written album, you're putting money into it, you're, you're reaching more, reaching more people, reaching more places with the way I think Illmatic, Illmatic, I think in all honesty, as the more we're talking about it, and I'm looking back at it, it was just really, it just came out to just be, this is the next Rock Kim, he's from New York, and that's it. It, it, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't really, I don't think they had a vision to understand that, that he would, he would really be what it is or what he is today, in that, in that sense of it. They had, I don't think they had an idea. Also, so, so therefore, by the time, Second album came around, as Jules, you and I know. Oh, okay, we saw how this did, even though it didn't do well, but now, 
okay, we could throw a little more coins towards it. You know what I'm saying? And then it's probably consistent. The reason why I didn't have to, even though these other albums weren't good, there was just still being money marketed towards it. You know what I mean? Where in Stillmatic, there was no real master budget or plan behind it. So here's the thing then. So I would say this. So do you think that the timing was off with that first album when it came out? So do you think yeah. if, if that would have came out a year later, a year and a half later, do you think it would have done its numbers then, then as opposed to when it came out? Subjective. Subjective. There's, 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 no, right or, there's no right or wrong. He was the dominant. He was a yeah. He was. That was, was was like the okay, like again, like you can be you can create a masterpiece doing like what's called you know, street hip hop versus like mm-hmm. people were trying to dance, right? People were trying to find the formula. People were doing like Joe Public shit. You Right. Joe Public. Wow. We're trying anything. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna, like, I'm like, right. So we're running out of time, so let's close it up. <laughs> and then like here comes this kid, like yo. um when Coogee Rap came out. Because Coogee Rap, they, uh, um, I think it was my cousin said this, if he would've came out a little bit after he, he first originally came out, he would've made it more of an impact than he did. Because Coogee mm-hmm. Rap is a slept on artist. And I don't really think he got a lot of his flowers for um, for putting out his stuff because I think his timing wasn't we can discuss that another time, I think, because yeah, I, I, yeah. I think all of it is subjective. I think all of it is subjective because when it's when it's your time, it's your time, bro, and, and that's how life works. Yeah, depending on what we look on, on, on yeah, so I said, uh, it's subjective. I, I agree, but it's, it's, it's just what I said, subjective, yeah. subjective, right? But that's another topic, yeah, yeah. for sure. Be, just one, just one last point. B Sharp made a good point that uh, it was written was like came out during that time when they was really pushing the, you know, the Columbia House eight CDs for a penny. Yeah. So, yeah. probably contributed a lot. Uh, yeah. That's a good point. That's a really good point. That helped a lot. Columbia House. Yeah, I remember that. You can't see it, but Columbia. Columbia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, good point there. Who was that? Who said that? The homie B-Sharp. Be sharp, good point. Very good point. Very and all the fucking sales are valid. All those sounds saying I mean well they weren't sound cannons, but all those sales are valid. Listen guys, we're getting ready to wrap it up. Again, we do this every Monday night, starting at eight o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Your boys here at Eats Beats and Rhymes. Um your man Go Drew DJ, another episode of Who Do You Got? Uh we're talking about the legendary battle that we put together of Nas's Illmatic versus it was written. It looks like, you know, um, we 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 we, we kind of coming to a, a end of the road here. Um, I, I I usually have questions, uh, topics that we kind of go through. Tonight it was a difficult it was a difficult one because they're both such amazing fucking albums, right? Um, so going through, uh, let's just call it our scorecard, if you will, because there were no real questions that were being really kind of asked except for this last one. And in this last one, it was more of a mind fuck pause, if you will. 
Um, <laughs> there's no right answer of why did it was going to sell more records than Illmatic, right? To put a score on. So um, I want to I want to give it up to the fans that we got in the room. My man B Sharp, you know we got we got anybody else in the in the chat room that we need to know about Hobo? My man Mulo in the chat room. Shout out to him. Let, let's let's give them an, an official count on the vote, guys. We're talking about Illmatic. We're talking about it was written. People in the chat room, chime in. Who do you got? And, and let's and let's see if you can help tally up the score tonight to see who gets the who gets the win tonight. They both said they both said Illmatic earlier in, in the throne. All that you mean right now, I was like, damn. <laughs> after all that discussion, even after all that discussion, I was gonna say, like, even after all that, they both, they both said Illmatic, and they, yeah. they actually, yeah, and and actually, when I did the the poll on uh, IG, it was like eighty eight percent Illmatic too. So, see, and you know what? Listen, I dig it. I dig it. I dig it. I think I really do. It's just like I said. I think the argument holds a little weight when I first. Came argument holds weight. It holds weight. Yeah. See, it really, really does. I think the way that this kind of summarizes that Illmatic is the winner tonight, guys. Just give it up for Nas. Period. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He ain't hard to tell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's to the half moon Caesars. Again, it, it's the valid argument. I think it, it was written as a fucking dope piece of fucking work. Yes. Those who may not know about it, I would advise you to check it out. I definitely do screw in order if you don't know either the project. Try Elmatic, which is like a godsend, and then try I Was Written, which is, you know, a, a Bible scribe. So you win either way. But uh, to my fellows and my comrades, again, Eats, Beats, and Rhyme Soldiers, I uh, want to say thanks again. Again, Eats, Beats, and Rhyme every Monday night. 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Another episode of Who You Got coming to you next week. Uh, stay tuned for the YouTube channel to drop soon. We got some stuff coming. We're in the works. You know, we just trying to keep it rolling over here. <laughs> anybody keeping it move? We just keeping anybody in the chat room got anything they want to say? Shout out to everybody in the chat room, by the way. You know, um, was that B Sharp? Represent, uh, represent. Well, I'm saying I'm about to butcher this name. What's the other guy's name? I'm about to butcher Mulo. Mulo. Mm -hmm. I was about to push you that, so thanks for the heads up. Again, thanks everybody that tunes in. Follow us everywhere Instagram, Facebook. Blah, 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 blah. We do it every fucking week. Again, thanks very much, everybody tuning in. Uh, Illmatic goes down in the books once again. We'll do this again every day. Guys, anything you might want to check out with? One love. One love. Good night, good night, good night, good night, good night. Peace, hey. peace, peace. Hey. New York State of Mind. <laughs> <laughs>